Hello, everyone, and welcome to PB and Style. This is the podcast, the number one podcast for thinkups, startups, and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing to grow their business with increased engagement and conversions. Happy Wednesday, guys, as I am releasing this week's podcast, as I do every other Wednesday, we are smack dab in the middle of COVID-19. I have described her as the unwanted guest from you know where, who doesn't seem to know when it's time to go back where she came from. Okay, (laughs) so if you agree with me, girl, give me a holla, okay, because this has been a long, drawn out process. She has decided she is here for a little while. She is getting on everybody's nerves and she's causing havoc everywhere she goes. So what are we doing about it? What can we do about it? Right. So as I've said in a lot of other podcasts, we really can only control us, what we're doing and how we are behaving. And so with that in mind, I thought I'd share with you some of the things that I just, you know, in good times and bad, when it comes to growing my business and working with clients, there are just some things I cannot do without. I've learned that lesson just with an emphasis and exclamation point highlighted and underlined, italicized and bold while I've been working from home. So I thought I'd share some of those things with you and then maybe get some ideas from you about what it is you can't do without um, and you've discovered that you can't do without it since you've been sheltered in place. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. So before I tell you some of the things that I just cannot do without, I want to share with you a couple of lessons that I've actually learned since I've been working from home. And I can say I've not been to my office to work since the middle of March. I remember that because my kids were on spring break and I had to get to the office if I wanted to have any peace and quiet at that time. And so I remember I was there mid-March and that was the last time I was actually in my office to do any work. And so everything I've done since then has been from home. And I have to say, guys, I've learned some pretty, um, pretty good lessons being here. Um, The first thing I've learned is that running a successful business or nonprofit, which I do have, don't forget the Unique Friends Foundation, go check it out, uniquefriends.org is that running a successful business or nonprofit, it doesn't even require an office. I used to think that I had to go to an office because I do podcasts and I do podcast interviews and I've got a lot of recordings that I do, my videos and all that. And I just thought that I had to have a space where I could do that, you know, and not really be disturbed. But what I can say, you know, is that I don't have to go to an office for meetings. That was the other thing, too. I felt like I had to be in an office, you know, to look legitimate and have meetings and have people come in. And those that I interviewed, I had to have them in my office and talk to them and all that. And clients needed to see that I had an office. And what I realized is that is so not true. I learned that lesson um, during COVID-19 because I've done more business. I've had more discovery calls. Zoom. Zoom has been the answer. Zoom has been the key. 
and also with respect to podcasting and uh, recording videos and things of that nature, I just tell my family to be quiet. Like everyone has to be in the house. We all respect each other. And I've got older kids. And so they, you know, go in their rooms, do their work because they're all working, you know, doing schoolwork, even though it's online, they still, you know, do their work. They don't come out you know, very often. So I can get a lot of things done. My husband works from home. So all five of us are at home. And I'm recording this podcast right now. And I'm not really having a lot of issues. Not, not having any actually. Now, who's to say one of my kids won't come storming through the door or my daughter who has special needs may be downstairs watching SpongeBob and decides she wants to turn it up. Who knows? But that's kind of the life we live in now. And that's what I love is that we are no longer expected to have everything so pristine and perfect. We can get on a business call via Zoom and people understand that you're not home alone and you can't control everything and that, you know, the call might have some background noise. And you know what? It's okay because that background noise is not going to change whether or not I am capable of doing the work that you are inquiring about, right? So I love that, that, you know, the pressure is off. I used to do fundraising events like every single month I felt like I was you know planning a fundraising event for my nonprofit you know in part because you know we haven't started writing grants and things of that nature and so we have to raise money to pay rent you know and to fund the programs that we are um, we have and that we've initiated and so during this you know shelter in place situation I was like you know what I can relieve myself of that pressure. And so I did. I, you know, I've decided to vacate my office and just work from home. And um, I think I showed a couple of pictures in my Insta story or maybe on my Instagram feed, um, which is AF Patrick, by the way, go check it out, of my office. I have office, I have home office. And um, I just recently brought my um, furniture from my office office and I set everything up and it looks really nice and I'm sitting at my desk right now I'm really excited I'm very pleased by it so my first lesson is just that I don't have to run my business or my nonprofit from a pay office I can do zoom meetings I can you know run my business and take my conference calls um, from home and even when we are you know able to get out you know I can still go have a coffee you know I can still meet up in a, you know a public place and, you know, get to know my customers or, you know, get to know a potential customer in that way it doesn't have to be confined in an office space. So maybe that'll help you to relieve yourself of the stress and overwhelm and anxiety and guilt or just misguided thoughts about you feeling like you need to have an office because you just don't. The next lesson that I learned I've kind of been on this track for a while, but just, you know, being sheltered in place really did drive this home for me is that controlling my calendar doesn't have to result in, in guilt. And I used to feel like, um, you know, I used to feel like if I didn't attend the networking event and maybe later on I was speaking to someone who did, I would feel guilty because sometimes I just didn't go because I didn't want to go. I just, you know, I just didn't want to go. And I felt and was made to feel sometimes that, you know, I really needed to be out there networking and shaking hands and being in person. And I'm not saying that that's not true or that that's not a good thing because it is. And I do intend to do that when we can get back out. But as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, it's more important to select the best networking group for you that is yielding results than going to every single networking group that's out there just because people are networking. Like you have to be much more intentional with 
what it is you're trying to do for your business and the types of customers you're trying to um, attract, as well as the type of collaborations and partnerships that you want to have, because every networking group should not be created equal just because there are a large gathering of people showing up to those events. And so I would get really I would feel really guilty that I didn't block that time off on my calendar. And maybe I was at home sitting on the sofa with my husband watching a show. And, you know, I would feel guilty because, you know, on hindsight, you can definitely say, wow, I probably should have gone to that because she said she went and he said he went. And, but no, I can control my calendar and put in what I deem important for my day and for the balance of my life. And so just, you know, being sheltered in place and not being able to go anywhere, the relief of that guilt has just been awesome. I loved it. And so just I just realized that, you know, by me doing what I want to do, being intentional with my time, scheduling the things that I deem important for my life, my business and my family does not have to result in guilt because I'm not doing what other people expect me to do. Um, I'm doing what I feel is, is right for me. And so I don't know if that too will help relieve you of any anxiety, overwhelm or stress that you might be feeling because somebody else is doing these things, running around networking and not, um, you know, and you feel guilty because you're not doing the same thing. Because honestly, guys, this is the other thing that I've realized is that the world is flat when you are using digital marketing. When you get on these social media platforms, the ones that are relevant to whatever it is you're selling, where your customers are, obviously you have to do your homework there. But when you get on these social media sites and you are engaging with people, it doesn't matter where they are. Because if you are a service-based business, even if you sell a product, when you get online, you can ship the product wherever they are if they deem they want it. If you are a service provider, again, Zoom is fantastic. And you can have one-on-ones with them via Zoom, via Hangout, via Messenger, via Facebook Live, via via, you know, Facebook Messenger. You can, you can, you, the earth, the world is flattened when you embrace digital marketing and um, you really add digital, uh, the digital aspect or arm to your business. Um, So again, some of these things that are like, were guilting me about not going to these in-person networking events and not really wanting to go on these appointments live because they were kind of interfering with what I needed to get done in my day. I don't have to feel guilty about that anymore because now I can just say, you know what, I, you know, let's let's have a meeting, but let's do it, you know, via Zoom. And then that way I don't have to get up and be somewhere at the crack of dawn dressed, fully made up and, you know, just to have a conversation with someone for 15 or 20 minutes to see whether or not, you know, we would, you know, we would do well doing business or they would be a client or I would be a client of theirs. You know, we can just kind of do a little bit more um, on the front end of that. And, you know, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but. In the same um, in the same uh, line as this, what I'm saying about the the Zoom, I was on a call recently with a girlfriend of mine who was, you know, considering passing a client over to me because she didn't have a process in place for what this client wanted or needed. And I was like, you know, not that I don't appreciate you, you know, sharing a client with me, but guess what? You could do this just, you know, instead of getting on a call with her and, you know, to determine whether or not, you know, you're the right fit, send her your intake form and let her fill it out. And you look at it and determine 
determine if what it is she's needing for the budget she has is going to work with what it is you're willing to do. And that saves everyone time and it really helps to manage everyone's expectations. But that's yet another reason why, you know, adding this digital arm to your business can save you time and energy and money on the back end. So Again, this controlling your calendar and not feeling guilty because you're not doing things that other people are doing. Now, I will repeat, this does not mean I will not be out networking and it doesn't mean that I don't think it's important to be face to face and, you know, really meet with people in person at networking groups. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you find as you build your personal brand and you start to put feet to it, if you find that it is not necessary for you to attend every single networking group just because other people are telling you you should and that you found your groove and been intentional in deciding on which networking groups are good for you. But the rest of the time you want to um, invest in digital products, a digital strategy, do it. Don't let people guilt you into it. Don't feel bad because you're not making room for those events on your calendar. That's what I'm saying. Another lesson that I learned is, guys, email is a time suck, okay? And I've known this, obviously, but as I've gotten busier, it is just a time suck. And I've just decided that I'm going to regulate myself on email. And now when I talk to clients, I will, I have an entire onboarding process that lets them know about our communication and how that will happen. And it is not via email. Um, I let them know that I check my email two to three times a day and that's it. And if they need something, if it's an immediate need, then they have to use another form of communication with me. And you know what? That is another way. That is another tool that helps you take control of your business. It really helps you apply who you are and how you like to do business to your business. Because if you allow other people to manage how you communicate with them, you will constantly be at their, you know, you'll be, you know, doing whatever it is they want you to do instead of you really controlling your business. So you have to manage people's expectations up front. Like I said, now when I onboard someone, I have an entire onboard process. It walks through. I get the information I need to start my job with them, as well as on the back end of that, I can, you know, I make sure that I communicate to them about how I check my email and provide them with a way they can communicate with me outside of email, which we're going to get to in a second when we're talking about these things that, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, I have just learned are now a must have in my business. So um, again, like I said, another lesson, it's just that emails is a time suck. And we have got to, you know, in this new um, normal that we will be facing after COVID-19, we have to embrace some of these new things because who has time? Like we are really out there trying to do business. And if you are using your personal brand the way I'm sharing with you and, you know, if you are doing those things that you've been studying up on and learning on and trying to improve on, on the back end of this coronavirus, you're not going to have time to sit at your desk checking emails. You're not going to want to be married to your phone, you know, have it attached to your hip so that you can check email all the time. It's better to have people know if it's an emergency, contact me here. This is how you need to communicate with me. If it's not an emergency, just know you probably won't get a reply that same day or your reply won't come until end of day. Manage people's expectations. 
Okay, so now that I've given you my lessons, then um, kind of want to take a quick little break because I want you to hear about how you can book a one-on-one with me because guys, you might need help developing your personal brand and then putting feet to it so that post-coronavirus, you are prepared and ready to go out there and start engaging better and increasing your conversions by being who you are, putting the BU in your business. Are you suffering from paralysis by analysis? Has the stress, fear, and overwhelm finally set in from being on the hamster wheel that is comparison? I get it. Distractions, frustrations, and self-doubt can get us and keep us My one-on-one coaching program helps you tap into your personal brand and then leverage it to increase engagement and conversion through my Be The Brand approach to strategic marketing. Get off the hamster wheel. Book a call with me today. Visit AndreaPatrick.com forward slash coach. All right, guys, we are back. And I want to just, you know, dive right into some of the things that I just, you know, good, bad, ugly after this coronavirus is over and because of it, I have just learned that these things, these seven things are things that I can just not do without ever. Like this, this is like moving forward. I have to have these things. And I bet some of them are things that you have learned you need to have as well. So the first thing is just cloud storage, right? I used to play around, flirt around with the free version of cloud storage for Zoom for um, uh, Google Drive and for Dropbox. But hunty, let me tell you, it is worth paying for the storage because when you are creating content like videos and podcasts, that is a lot of space. Images, but photographs, depending on the sizes of them, can take up a lot of space. But you need to keep these items because once you've created content, you've got to repurpose it. You've got to reuse it. It doesn't just go in a file and you never see it again. So you have to have a place to store it. You want to be able to point people to things and you need those images to share. You need to be able to um, store those podcast elements in case you have to re-edit the podcast or in case something gets lost, you just need storage. So I have just found that paying for a little bit of storage, and I'm not saying you have to pay for all of them, but If you are creating content like videos and podcasts, um, courses, things of that nature, you need some cloud storage. So one thing I cannot do without. The second thing I cannot do without, we talked about briefly, is my Google Calendar. Okay, I hook my Google Calendar up to my Calendly account, which means people who are wanting to book discovery calls with me, wanting to book sessions with me, they go on that Calendly and it goes straight to my Google Calendar. The other thing, when I book a Zoom call with someone, a client, if I'm doing a webinar, whatever the case may be, that is another place for that Google Calendar because it adds it to my calendar for me. If I book an appointment on my Google Calendar, I can then go through my Google Calendar to go ahead and set up the Zoom that I'm going to be having with that person. So And I live by it. Like if it is not in my Google Calendar, it is not getting done. And guys, I not only use my Google Calendar, but the Happy Planner. Um, Ooh, guys, that Happy Planner, let me just say, it is awesome. If you have not used it now, I have to do an entire just like 
video on it because I just love it so much. But I use my Google Calendar, I use my Google Calendar to make those appointments, make sure they're on my books so that when I get up in the morning, it's the first thing I check just to see if I have any appointments. It's the last thing I check um, before I go to bed just to make sure I don't have anything coming up the next morning that I need to prepare for. So um, Google Calendar, I just I can't I just can't do without it. And and then I use my happy planner to do my top three of the day and just make an actual list of what it is I am going to be doing. Like so the Google Calendar gives me the the like the overall, but then my happy planner is what I use to kind of flush everything out and be very specific about what it is I'm going to be doing underneath the um what what's on my um what's on my Google Calendar. So you cannot do without Google Calendar. And then I just mentioned the other thing I can't do without, I've talked about it several times in this podcast, but Zoom, Hangout, free conference call, all of those digital services where you can have meetings or you can hold webinars, um, you can screen share, gotta have them. Like cannot do without those things. I'm sure you've used them because if you're doing business, you've got to meet with a client or you've got to work with a uh, contractor or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you've probably used one of those services. And um, so, like I said, just cannot do without them. They're self-explanatory. All right. Number four is Fiverr. Love Fiverr. So I can take pictures. I'm not a photographer, but I do take pictures for clients. Not an editor of photos, though. Do not don't have that skill set. Not me. Fiverr, I can send my pictures off to the photographer. He edits them for a very reasonable fee and I get them back for my client. I have also used Fiverr to edit my videos. Oh, sometimes, and I think I'm about to go back to that. I'm just having someone else to edit my videos. When you don't have the budget to have your own editor on staff, services like Fiverr and others like it are the ticket because Typically, you can find people to edit simple projects or to do these simple projects for you for a very small amount of money. And it's not breaking the bank. You don't have a commitment, but you still get an end result that is professional and you were able to take it off of your plate. Now, there are a couple of other number five I'm going to add two here because they're, they kind of serve the same purpose. One is Evernote and the other is Feedly. And I use these two platforms to um, just curate information that I need, that I use for content, for blog posts, for courses. So um, having them in my little repertoire is just definitely something I can never let go of. I've used Evernote and Feedly for years, like years guys because you can curate content you can curate information that you can hold on to and need and I love Evernotes because you can set it up like a notebook you remember like the three ring notebook from college and high school when you had the notebook paper and you would have the sub the dividers like for your different classes you can do that with Evernotes and you know, just have a section for marketing, have a section for a course, have a section for your clients. And as you curate content, as you curate information, you can put it behind each individual divider and you always have that information. So Feely, same thing. You can um, categorize the articles and information that you're curating by whatever subject matter it is um, it's for. And then when you need it, I, I use Feely, especially 
for my content because I look up different articles and like things that are related to what I'm trying to talk about that week. And then boom, I can always reference it, save that article, share it, but know that I can always come back to it if someone's asking questions about it. All right, two more guys. Number six is the Chrome extensions. So just Google in general, but those Google Chrome extensions, hunty, let me just say, when you use something frequently, you don't want to have to take the time to go and type it in, find it, log in, do all that stuff. But Google Chrome has these extensions like Screencaster, for instance, I use for one of my clients because they do like little kid videos for trivias. And I can just do a screen capture really quickly for those and then go back and edit it later. But I just go into my my Chrome. Evernotes, again, I click on it, goes to my Chrome. Tailwind for my Pinterest stuff is in my Chrome extensions. So it just makes life a lot simpler and it makes things a lot easier to get to. So if you're not using Chrome, maybe you should. And if you don't have any extensions, you should check those out for sure. And then lastly, like the piece de resistance, the thing that I love, 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 love. I use it for all my clients. I use it for myself. Asana. Asana is a project management tool that is free and the free version is really all you need. I mean, you could do a whole bunch with the free version, Um, but I use it to manage my business. I have my I have templates that I've made up that make everything easy. It helps me stay consistent in the content that I'm sharing, the quality of the content that I'm sharing, what I'm doing with clients. That is consistent with, um, you know, for instance, onboarding. I want to make sure I onboard all my clients the same way so that I don't miss anything. I can create a template for that. I can create the process for my content calendar and how I move my content through the process to make sure everything gets out on time and that I'm doing what I need to do to make sure it is quality. So you don't have to use Asana. That's what I recommend, obviously. But there are other project management tools out there that you could use. But for me, Asana is definitely the ticket. So, I mean, guys, honestly, if you have a business and you are, or if you are a think up and you are planning on starting a business, these are some of the tools that I just feel I cannot live without. And you should definitely check them out. I will put a link to some of the tools that I use below the more specific ones that I mentioned. Um, And then you can check them out for yourself, but definitely, definitely, even, I mean, especially if you're in the beginning phases of your business and you don't really know what to do, getting some of these tools and just gathering, curating information, um, pulling it all together in one place so that you can just brain dump when you need to and not hold on to it and feel like you are just in a maze or a sea of information that is just paralyzing you because you don't know what to do with it. Definitely some of these tools can help you do brain dumps organize, manage, and stay consistent. So I hope this podcast helped you guys. I hope you can take some of the lessons that I've learned and, you know, not have to reinvent the wheel, but do great business in the future with our new normal. And uh, I hope you guys are staying well. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe to PB and Style. It is the number one podcast for think ups, startups and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing to increase engagement and conversions for their brand. Also, if you have not and want to, Well, we should want to make sure you check out the link for my authentic marketing blueprint, because it is going to be a step by step. It's a four day um, online mini course, video mini course that is free, completely free. 
And it really makes you think about what it is you need for you to really build your business. Remember, we don't want to duplicate. We don't want to imitate. We want to translate. We want to interpret so that we're doing business our way and it is authentic to us. All right, guys, thanks again for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this week's podcast. Make sure you leave a comment below. I want to know from you, what are some of your favorite cannot do without things that have really been highlighted during this COVID-19 crisis? So leave that in the comments below. And don't forget, meet me back here next Wednesday for PBN Style. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.